in verse 5 of Matthew chapter 19 and says, And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And what I want to preach about this morning in honor of Father's Day is parenting grown-ups. Parenting grown-ups. Now, on Mother's Day, we use the same text and we talk about how the Bible does say that it's God's will for a man to leave his father and mother. And in that message, if you refer back to it, uh, you know, I was talking about how, you know, as parents, you need to raise your kids with an understanding that one of these days they are going to grow up, they are going to leave the house, they are going to marry someone else, and they are going to have their own family. That's good. As a parent, you succeed when your kid grows up and leaves and has their own family. You don't want them to live in your house forever. Alright? As much as I love my kids, I don't want them to live with me forever just because I know that none of us will be happiest that way. Okay? My boys are getting older and, you know, they're becoming more and more independent. You know, Tommy has a job now. He's got a car. He's got more money in his savings than I do. You know, so it's going to start, it's going to start getting in his head, you know, that, hey, you know, I'm independent. I can do my own thing. And, you know, it, 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 I remember when I was there, it starts getting difficult to, you know, submit to dad at that point, you know, especially when he turns 18, you know, legally I could go and do whatever I want now. And it is tough when you're at that age where legally you could do whatever you want to do to still submit to your father. That that can be a difficult thing. And I, I was there, you know, it's not really fun, but you know what? I believe it's the right thing to do. And I'm not we're not talking about submission today, but I do want to talk mainly to the fathers today because last time when we talked to the mothers, we talked about just, you know, cutting those apron strings, you know, getting to that point. But now what do we do as parents after they leave the house? Because those that, now I've not got to this point yet, but those of you who have children who have grown up, all right, when your kids just let me just ask you a question, all right? Because I don't know, I haven't been there yet. When your kids grew up and moved out of the house, did you all quit loving them? No, you all still love them? Okay, that's good. I mean, how many of you, how many of you after your kids grew up and moved out of the house, you quit worrying about them? You still worry about your kids too? Okay, I figured I probably would. Alright. Alright, so you do care about what happens to them. You still love your kids. You know, but now how many of the, you whose kids have grown up, how many of them do everything that you tell them to do now? Alright. How many of you who have parents that have grown up, sometimes your kids do things that you would rather they not do? Alright, that's pretty common, isn't it? And is that super easy to deal with? Or is that kind of a pain in the neck, alright? Okay. I could see how that would be tough. But that is normal, isn't it? That is life. So what are we supposed to do? Because this is something I, I care about. This is something I'm concerned about because as much as I love my kids, you know, you're only going to have your kids in your house for maybe twenty years. You realize that's not most of their life. You know, that's not even going to be, you know, if I'm blessed to live a long life. Most of the time I know them, it's going to be them not living in my house. But the thing is, I'm always going to care about them. I'm always going to want the best for my kids. I'm always going to love my kids. So I want to make sure I know how to be a good father. And you ought, or ladies, you ought to know how to want to be, or you ought to want to be a good mother even after your children are grown up and after they're out of the house 
But you do have to understand when they do leave that some things have now changed. All right? They have entered another dispensation. You know, as, you know they, it, things have definitely changed at that point, and you need to know what to do. And it can't be easy. And I just want to explain just kind of some you know universal truths here that I think you know everyone would agree with. All right, we live in a pretty goofy world today. They might not agree with some of this stuff, but you know what? In reality, did you know that parents are always older than children? Their children, they're always they always are. All right. Now today, some parent might identify as a teenager, and that counts. All right. We have to recognize them as teenagers, and we have to let them go to the you know high school and play on the high school basketball team. Uh, you know when they're 35 because they identify as 15. All right. Give it a couple of years, and that will be a real problem. All right. Just wait and see. I, I can I can definitely see that. But the truth is, parents are always older than the children. Therefore, it's another universal truth that parents are always going to have more life experience than their children. Okay. You all have been a parent before. When your kids are starting out, they never have. So when they're all these things that they're about to go through, okay, you know more about it than they do. Moms, when your daughter is about to have a baby, you know what she is in for more than she does. Because you have experienced that before. You do. You're, you're going to have more wisdom. You're going to have more experience. But at the same time, your children, they don't necessarily have to listen to what you tell them. Listen, once my kids turn 18, legally, they can go do whatever they want and I can't stop them. I won't be able to make them do that. They could go, my daughter could go shack up with some bum and I can't do anything about it. I mean, my boys could just do the unthinkable. They could go decide that they're a girl and start wearing dresses and I can't do anything about it. In fact, if I did try to do something about it, I would be a villain in the world today, wouldn't I? If I did, if my son turned 18 and he said, Dad, I'm a girl and I'm going to start wearing dresses and I threw him out of the house, you know what? I would get in trouble. And I have no intention, even now, of paying for his college or anything like that. But all he would have to do, he could do this right now. He could say, Dad, when he turns 18, I'm a girl. And then he could go, and I could throw him out of the house. All he would have to do is say, I want to sue my dad because he doesn't want to pay for my college because he's a transphobe. And did you know I would probably legally have to pay for his college? That's how messed up our world is today. That's, that is the reality of what we're living in. And you know what? If they did that, okay, that's wrong. If he did that, he's wrong. If my daughter leaves and she shacks up with a bum, she's wrong. All of those things are wrong. I'm right. But you know what? At the same time, not everything is always about who is right, but it's about what is right. Okay, now it's never right for them to do that kind of thing. Right? It's never right. But, but, do you understand that it is supposed to, there is supposed to be a point in life where your children leave the home and they are no longer under your authority. And it's not right when other authorities step in and get out of line. For example, I do believe our government should have certain authority in certain areas. Just as I believe, and I believe, I believe a home, okay, is a type of government you could say right there. I believe the, you know, Local government is another type of authority. I believe there is a church government where there is an authority structure. But did you know it is wrong 
for those authority structures to cross over into areas they don't belong. While this church has a certain amount of authority, and while I have a certain amount of authority as a pastor, did you know that does not give me the right to come into your house and to try to over, overrule you on things? Now, let's say we do that, alright? We were joking about the root beer mugs. Okay? But what if one of you all went home and you decided to you know, use it as a beer mug? Alright? Now, our church has a position that's against alcohol. And you know what? We're right. Okay? But at the same time, do I have the right to go into your home and say, no alcohol allowed in this home? You know, and if you, and your husbands, if you're not going to listen, you know, your wife has, I give your wife permission to divorce you, not to submit to you. Your kids don't have to listen to you. You know, I'm just going in there and I'm like telling your family what to do. Okay, now, who is right on the position on alcohol? Okay? Our church is right on that. But are we right if we go into your home now and start telling you what to do? Okay, now as a congregation, we can decide to put people out of the congregation. We have that authority. For example, when it comes to drunkenness, that is something that is not to be once named among us, but we have no right to come in your home and tell you what to do. And it's the same thing with the government too. The government is supposed to be there for the punishment of evildoers. But the government has no right to come in and tell you how to raise your kids. Okay, Just like I don't have the right to go and say, you know what, I don't like the President's laws here, and therefore I'm going to go change them. I have no authority to do that. Our church has no authority to do that. We are, we are separate from one another. And it doesn't always matter who is right. What matters is what is right. And it is wrong when you have a married son or a married daughter and they have their own family, that is their own government, and then when mom and dad try to step in and overrule what's going on in that house, and that often happens, oftentimes, you know, the father or the, even the mother of the daughter, they don't like something that the husband's doing, and they do. They try to just go and disrupt things in the house. Often grandparents, if they don't like what their children are doing with their grandkids and how they're raising their grandkids, they will often try to step in and mess things up. You know, oh, your mom and dad don't let you watch that stuff on television? Well, you come visit grandma's house. You know, we'll let you watch that. Oh, your mom and dad won't let you dress this way? Well, you come visit grandpa and you know what? We'll let you dress however you want. You know, you have no right to do that. That is, that is wrong. There, are, there is a separation there. And you know what? Unfortunately, because we live in a messed up country, you know, we often have to deal with laws that just aren't right. You know, we have to often deal with unjust laws that are there. Therefore, our children can leave and go do things contrary to what's right. For example, my, my children, if they wanted to, once they turn 18, they could leave this church and go to a Catholic church. Okay? When my kids get married and they have their own families, they could leave this church and they could go join whatever goofed up religion they want. Now, would it be right for them to do that? No, they would be wrong for switching to a false religion. But what if I, as their dad, stepped in and I physically stopped them from doing that? I physically made them start coming back to this church. Do I have that right? I don't have that right. I don't have that right. And it's always wrong when certain authorities 
get out of line and cross over into jurisdictions that are not theirs. And you've got to understand, you know, mom and dad, while you were the authority for all those years your kids were growing up, while they had to listen to you, while they had to follow all your rules, that you know what? It was God's will for them to leave father and mother, cleave to their wife, be one flesh, start in their own family, they've got their own government, and now you don't have that authority anymore. But I don't believe God wants to just sit and do nothing. You know, I believe there are some things that we can do that will be a help, but it is. It is tough. It's challenging because we do. We have uh, some unfair laws. In Jesus' day, we see the story where, you know, Jesus had to pay tribute. Okay? Now, technically, Jesus shouldn't have had to pay tribute. Jesus was the Son of God. He, technically, He should have been able to exempt Himself. The problem is, they didn't understand that. Alright? The Roman government didn't care that He was the Son of God. They did not recognize that. But you know what? Jesus technically, even according to their laws, should have been exempted. But you know what He did? He put up with the stupid law. And you know what He did? He told Peter, go fishing, catch a fish. You'll get the money out of the fish's mouth. And let's pay it. So We don't want to have to just deal with this foolishness. We don't want to have to deal with this stupidity. Alright? You know what? It's okay for you as a citizen to sometimes just put up with stupidity in order to just stay out of trouble with the law and you know what? As parents too, it's okay for you to sometimes put up with some junk with your kids that are growing up just because you know there's some some battles that aren't necessarily worth uh, they're not necessarily worth fighting. And so, you know, parents once again they're always going to be older, probably wiser than their kids. You know, when it comes to disagreement about choices that are made, the parents are more the older ones are more likely to be right. And when it comes to choices for your children and their families. You've got to understand the choices are theirs to make and not yours. Alright? So what do you need to do? We'll turn that back to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 23 because this is what Jesus was quoting when He said, so what do you need to do as parents? Genesis 2.23 And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. This is something, this, this marriage thing, it's been going on since the beginning of time. When two get married, they become one flesh. And God has it structured that the man is the head of the wife. He started that after the fall with Adam and Eve. And the children are to be in submission to their parents. But it is God's will that those children eventually leave. And you know what? Parents, you've got to learn to respect their authority when they grow up. And they have their own families. Just like you taught them growing up, Ephesians 6.1. Every parent has quoted Ephesians 6.1 and 2 to their children. Children, obey your parents of the Lord, for this is right. You've all done that. It is the right thing to do for children to submit to their parents. Now, are parents always 100% right? Okay. Now, how many of you parents, a parent larger than I didn't have grown up parents, how many of you never made any mistakes with your kids? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many of you made some really big mistakes? All right, I mean, listen, we we all have. But you know what? When it came to your the parents versus those children, it wasn't always supposed to be about who is right, but what is right. And the Bible says, "Children, obey your parents of the Lord, for this is right." Children are to be in submission to their parents, and you know, don't go into the whole. What if your parents tell you to? Go kill people. Alright? 
Obviously, there is a law authority above the parents, and that is God. Okay? But listen, yes, God said thou shalt not kill, but God did not have a law you know, that said you, know, you have to stay up past midnight playing Nintendo. All right, and all these things that are generally what kids want to disobey their parents about. You know, God never made a law saying you have to eat all the junk food that you want. You know, God didn't give us all these dietary laws that we have to follow that maybe your parents have in their homes. And you know what? If your kids tell you to, or if your mom and dad tells you, you know, clean up your bedroom, you don't get to say to your parents, I need to obey God rather than man. And the Lord told me to pray right now. All right, okay. You know, don't go into these extreme, foolish things. Uh, but it is it is the right thing for children to obey your parents. And parents, you often would bring that up too. You know, often when your children would maybe disobey, whenever they would question your authority, they would question your motives. You know, what's well, something that we all probably said before? Hey, who's the parent? Okay, we've all said that before. Who is the parent? Okay? And a lot of times too, as parents. You can't necessarily explain everything to your kids. Sometimes it, you shouldn't explain everything to their kids. You know what? I don't recommend any parent in here go explain to your six, seven, and eight year old why they can't just go walk the streets. I don't think you ought to tell them everything that could happen to them. Okay? We all know there's perverts out there. We all know there's horrible things that are done to kids when they're kidnapped. We all know that. But you know what? Do you really need to explain that to your little, little kid? I, I don't recommend you do that. Okay, but what do you do? What should you teach them? You need to teach them. You know what? You need to trust mom and dad. You know, you need to obey mom and dad, and you need to respect our authority. And we're not always going to agree. Mom and dad's not always going to be right. But at the end of the day, mom and dad is the authority, and you need to listen. And so, just like that's something that parents teach their children growing up. Parents have got to take that same principle and say, you know what? My child has grown up. They have gotten married. They have their own family. And you know what? They have, I need to respect that authority. I don't need to be undermining them. I don't need to be going and telling my daughter all these terrible things against her husband, trying to get her to disobey her husband, or to trying to undermine uh, you know, my, my children with my grandkids, trying to get them to go against the authority structure. If my grandkid gets his cell phone taken away by mom and dad, I don't need to go buy him another one that his parents don't know about that I pay the bill to. And folks, there's grandparents out there that are like that. And you know what? As a parent of grown-ups, one thing you need to do as part of your job now is you need to respect their authority. You've got to respect their authority. You had your chance to teach them everything you know. You had them for those 18 or 20 years or whatever. You had your chance to teach them everything. You had your chance to set an example. You had the chance to do that. And it's going to be difficult to watch someone who's had to submit to you their entire life not have to anymore. But that's what you've got to do. And this is why you've got to be take the training serious now. That's why it says in Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Okay? The training is now. Okay? Right now, while your children are at home, that is your time to do the training. And we try to train in a way with the mindset that I want them to keep doing this when they're old. You know, I want my kids to keep going to church when they're old. I want them to keep reading their Bible when they're old. So you know what? I'm not going to use Bible reading as a punishment for my kids. Every time they do something bad, 
you know, force them to read their Bible for hours. I don't want to make that a bad thing. Because when my, I want my kids to read my Bible, but I also want them to read it when they're old. I want, them to, I want my kids to live a certain way, act a certain way, you know, right now, but I want them to do it also when they're old. So I've got to take these things in consideration when I am training them because when they are old, guess what? I can't make them do it anymore. One of these days, I will not be able to make my children go to church. I won't be able to make them do anything, but I want them to do these things. So I've got to teach it to them in a way. I've got to train them in a way where they want to do it. And that's why I just... Some of these parents that are out there, they've got a lot of the right rules, but yet they make these things seem so miserable and horrible. The Bible says the commandments of the Lord, they're not grievous. But some people have managed to make the law of God grievous. They've managed to make the things of God just an absolute nightmare because they do it all in the wrong spirit. And, and you know, and I've, I don't have time to preach in all the ways we can do to help that. I've, I've done it in the past. But folks, you've got to have that mindset when you're training your children. It's not just about having the right rules. I've got to do some training. I've got to, I've got to teach them why. I've got to... Show them this is the best way. Why? Because when they're old, I don't want them to depart from it. Because when they're old, I have to now respect their authority. Not their authority over me, but their authority over themselves. Because they will have it and we need to respect it. So another thing you need to do as a parent when you're older, uh, turn over to Proverbs 23, verse 22. It says, Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Alright? Notice that. This is talking about when your parents are older. This is something after you've grown up. You know what? Children would be wise to keep their parents in their lives. Children would be wise when they grow up to ask mom and dad for advice. Children would be wise when they're making a big financial decision to talk to mom and dad and find out, you know, hey, is this a good idea? Okay, well, listen, when I got married, I, we got married at 20. There was a lot of things I did not know about. And I remember when I started having to make decisions, like with, when it came to life insurance, I almost made some bad decisions there. You know, when it came to uh, my job that had a 401k, I didn't even know what a 401k was. You know, I, I, I knew nothing about that stuff. You know, when it came to just a lot of financial things, I didn't know what I was doing. When it came to buying a car, you know, when it came to getting loans, buying houses, you know, I never, I, you know, when you're a teenager, you don't really worry a whole lot about that stuff. You don't know much about that. And you know what I found out? You can get caught up in scams real easy. You know, one of the things my dad used to do when I was younger, whenever we would get calls from salespeople, he was usually pretty rude. One thing they do, they would say, hey, is this Tom McMurtry? And they was like, no, he's right here. And then he'd give me the phone as a kid. <laughs> And I'd be like, hello? Thinking it was maybe one of my friends were calling or something. And it was a salesperson. And I was like, that was his thing. Or sometimes he would let him start talking and then he would just set the phone down where he couldn't even hear it and just, just to kind of see how long they would talk before hanging up. All right? Now that's kind of ornery. I uh, probably shouldn't do that. But you know, I was telling you, know, that's kind of me. So when I ended up getting my own house, I remember I, I moved out, I had my own phone. All right? And this was before it was that cool to have a cell phone, I but I had my own landline. And my own phone number. I remember I think it was kind of a big deal. And I remember I got a call from my phone company wanting to sell me a telephone. All right? And 
you know, to this day, you know, I'm embarrassed by it. But folks, I was like, you know, I don't want to be rude to these people. I'm not going to be like my dad in that area. But you know what I did? I listened. And I bought a phone from them where I had to do... They made, they made this phone sound so cool, all the stuff it was going to be able to do. I paid over $200 for that phone. And it wasn't that cool. And I went to Walmart later after I got it. And I was, I was like, this isn't that cool. It doesn't really do that much. I thought it was cool because I was able to get, do personalized ringtones. All right? I thought that was cool then. So I remember I went to Walmart later and I saw cooler phones than mine for 30 and 40 bucks. And I was like, now I know my dad was rude to phone salesmen. <laughs> and I did. I got taken a couple times when I was younger. All right? That kind of stuff happens. Okay, now if I would have called my dad, like, hey, dad, should I buy this phone for $200? He'd have been like, are you a moron? All right? You can go to Walmart and get one way better for 40 bucks. You know? But I, you know, I didn't do that. Okay? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of times like that when I probably I could have got some really helpful advice and I didn't get it. And your children would be wise to do that. You know, young ladies, you know, when you start having children, it would be wise for you to get your mom's advice on some things when it comes to raising kids. She knows more about it than you do. These are all wise things, but at the end of the day, parents, you know what you need to do? You need to give advice when requested. You need to give advice when it is requested. And you say, well, my kids never ask for any advice. There's a reason for that. Okay? You know why most grown-up children don't like asking advice from their parents? All right, this is this is just reality right here. It's because their parents can't take it when they don't follow it. And this is how some parents are. You can't ask for their advice on anything because if you don't follow, you know, their advice, they hold it over your head for the rest of your life. And so it's not worth it to ask in some cases. But as a parent though, what you need to do, if they do ask advice, you need to give that advice. But then you know what you have to do now? You have to respect their decision. You have to honor their decision. But if you are, you should have listened to me. Yeah, and then you're telling them everything. Ah, you know, I know you still have that junky phone here. I hope you hope you like that thing for 200 bucks. Yeah, you know, if if you do that. If you do that type of thing, you know what? I'm not going to ask your advice anymore. I'm not going to want you to know about the decisions that I'm making if every time I see you, you're bringing this stuff up and you're throwing it in my face. And why do parents do that? They do that because that's their way of making sure they keep asking for their advice. And they keep doing what I say. And you know what? Your children probably would be better off if they listened to you. But once again, these decisions are not yours, so you have to respect them. And you know what? So if they do mess up, if they do make a mistake, if they don't follow your advice, you know what? Have a little understanding. Say, you know what? Yeah, I understand why I didn't listen. You know, I, I, you know, I've been there before. You know, there were times that if you just be gracious, you know, if they do end up doing something contrary and it works, you know what? Be happy for them. And it's like some parents, they're just so, you know, upset when their parents don't follow their advice. It's like now they're cheering for their failure. Just because they want to be right so bad. You know, and that dad, he, I told my daughter not to marry that bum. But you know what? She married that bum. So you know what? Now, you as a parent should be wanting that to work. So you don't need to go be reminding your daughter for the rest of her life how you were right. You know what you need to do now? You need to respect that decision. And now, you need to be there in a place of counsel because if the guy is a bum, let me tell you, there's going to be plenty of times when she needs you. 
There's going to be times where she's going to need to talk to you. And she's going to want you to listen to her and to hear what she has to say. She's going to need your advice. She's going to need your comfort. But if you're somebody that just punishes her forever for not following your advice, she's never going to listen to you. She's never going to hear what you have to say. So once again, children should listen to their parents' advice even when they're older, they should respect them. They should honor them. All those things. But parents, you've got to do the same thing. You give advice when it's requested. Don't go interfering. Don't go forcing your opinion. And you know, and some parents too. All right. And some of you all. So I don't know. I'm not your kids. I don't know if you do this or not. But did you know, kids? They know their parents pretty good. They grew up with them. All right. They come from them. Some of you parents are really good at being silent with your mouth, but super loud with your body language and everything else. Okay? And it's like some parents, they, you know, some moms, they know how to put on a guilt trip without even opening their mouth. Some dads, they know how to really let their son have it without even saying a word. Okay? And you all know, alright, everybody has their different ways of doing it. They have their little passive aggressive things that they do. Yeah, you're following the rules, but at the same time, I mean, you know, your kids know it. Maybe your son bought that car that, you know, you said he shouldn't buy. Next time you go visit him, that car is broken down. And you, you know, you're a good dad, you're not gonna say anything. You know, you're not gonna say, I told you so. But you're gonna walk in. Stronger car. <laughs> you know, do we not as parents have ways of doing that type of thing? Alright, you're still saying something, alright? You're still not being respectful. And once again, you're driving a wedge between you and your kids, and they're not going to want to talk to you. They're not going to want you being a part of their decisions because you can't respect their authority. That is a real problem, and parents, they do more to sabotage their ability to help their children because they just can't respect their authority. You don't have to necessarily respect the decision they made, but you should respect their authority and honor the fact that it was their decision to make and then just try to help whenever you can. Because you know what? If you were right when they didn't follow your advice, and if you are gracious about it, you know, and you don't just act like a gloating moron, you know what your children might do? They might say, you know what? Maybe I should start listening to mom and dad. Maybe I should take advantage of the fact that I still have my parents and do what they say. So, But if you can't take it when your advice is heeded, then they will not ask again. So, third thing you need to do as a parent of grown-ups, be your children's biggest cheerleader. Right, look what it says in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 24. It says, "...the father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice." And he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy of him. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she that bare thee shall rejoice. Now, I've talked about this before on Mother's Day uh, several years past, but listen, the best thing that a child can do for themselves is make their parents happy. You know why? Because what makes parents most happy with their children? Their happiness. That's why parents give the advice they give their children because they want them to be happy. So the truth is, kids, if you want to be happy people, if you just make your parents happy, then you're probably going to be a very happy person because your happiness is what makes them happy. Okay? But you know what? Some parents, they're just, they're so set in their ways, they're, they're so proud, they just, they have so much 
of an authority complex that once again, they get so bent out of shape when their kids don't do what they want, they end, they're like cheering for the other team. Once again, it, children naturally want to please their parents. All right? Remember what your kids used to do when they were little? When they'd be riding their bikes and they'd make their little ramps? What do they do? Mom and Dad, watch this. You know, when they're out in the house, you know, they're trying to do these stunts, you know, showing you their somersaults or flips over. What do, they, what do they always say? Mom and Dad, watch this. Why do they why do they want their parents to watch them do these things so bad? When we had the bounce house out here, you know, some of the kids were doing that with me. Hey, Pastor Tommy, watch this. You know, even Kaylee was doing that with me. Pastor Tommy, watch this. She kept she kept wanting me to see her do these great moves. Why do they do that? You know why? Because they enjoy impressing their parents. It makes them feel good as little kids impressing those who they respect. And the kids sometimes they do uh, that aren't mine do that here with me. They want, they want to impress me as their pastor because they have respect. And so you know what I do as a, as a parent and even as a pastor with other people's kids? When they do something, I tell them, hey, that's awesome. That's great. Wow, okay. You did a somersault. Okay, now listen. I know the kids are in here. Maybe I shouldn't reveal this, alright? It's like one of those Santa Claus type moments. But you know what? I mean... You know, somersault. Alright? Hey, that's not the greatest accomplishment in the world. I don't think they're going to get on the cover of Time Magazine for doing that. But you know what? Hey, as a parent, act like they should be. Hey, man, that ought to go on YouTube. Man, that ought to go viral. You ought to be, on, you ought to be a stunt man. You know, you know I mean, you know, make a big deal out of those things. And that's what I've, my dad used to do that with me. I do that with my kids. It's like, wow, that's impressive. And kids love that. Why? And then they just keep doing it. Now watch this. They keep doing it over again. Watch this. Why? Because they love you. They respect you. They want to impress you. Now what makes you think that goes away when they turn 20? Listen, every kid wants to impress his parents. Every son wants to impress his father. Even Jesus Christ, when He went and was baptized, I guarantee it gave him a good feeling when God the Father showed up and said, this is My beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Every child wants to please their parents. Every child wants to impress their parents. They want mom and dad to be proud of them. But once again, sometimes your, your kids aren't going to do everything exactly like you did it. But you know what? I want my kids to be happy. I want my kids, I want to have a relationship with my kids. And the truth is, if I am cheering my kids on, if I am their biggest cheerleader, that's going to be, that's going to just motivate them. I mean, I'm not going to cheer them on if they're like, hey, dad, guess what? I got drunk last night. You know, I'm not going to be like, hey, good for you, son. You know, you know, how much did you barf? You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask. You know, I'm not saying that, but when they do stuff right, parents recognize it. If they're accomplishing something, Recognize that some parents they get bent out of shape if their kids outdo them. It's like they're mad if they make more. Their son makes more money than he does. I'm not mad at my son. He's got more money in his savings than I do. Well, it's because he doesn't have any bills. You know, it's because he doesn't. You know, I, I, you know, I'm going to encourage that. All right, if he does something better than me, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be upset by that. You know what? One, I want to keep cheering them on because. You know what? I, I do. I love my kids. It's always going to be in them. And you know what? Them accomplishing things, it's good for them. It's going to make them happy. It's going to make their life prosperous. And you know what? It's just, it helps. It's motivating to sometimes know that you have an audience. I'm glad that I'm not preaching to an empty building. It makes it a little easier. I, I like that. It, it helps encourage me. But you know what? If nobody was here, 
don't know why I need to preach. <laughs> you know, why do it? It, it? it helps when someone's cheering you on. And you know what? Some parents, they're so bent out of shape because their kid didn't do things exactly the way they did, they refuse to cheer them on for anything. They refuse to support anything. They refuse to recognize anything they, they do. You know, pay attention to that stuff. And listen, even if they're not that impressive, alright? If they only, maybe they get a, maybe they're not that smart. Maybe they get a really crummy job at a place that's not real impressive. But you know what? If they get a promotion, praise them for it. Cheer them on and maybe it'll motivate them to keep on trying and to do something even better. Oh, he didn't go into the field that I was hoping he'd go into. He had so much potential if he'd have done what I do. You know what? Whatever they do, once again, it's their decision. And you know what? I'm, I said, there's a, there's a way I want my kids to go. I think it's like that with every parent. But eventually, they're going to make their own choices and be their decision. But I'm not going to cast them aside if they don't do everything exactly the way I want them to. But you know what? I, one of my goals and one thing I want to do, I hope I'm always my children's biggest cheerleader. One thing that just does my heart good every time I see it is when I see you know, those parents... When I, when I see the buttons popping off the dad's shirt, you know, because his son, you know, walks across a platform wearing a robe and a, you know, a flat hat, you know, I think that's great. You know, the mom and dad's proud. Nothing wrong with that. I love it. I love watching parents at their children's weddings. I love seeing the smiles. I love seeing the happiness. I love it. I absolutely love it when I see Young couples get married and they have their first kid and it's those people, their parents' first grandkid. I love seeing the face. I love seeing the excitement. That's wonderful. I like seeing it when they're involved. And you know what? It's sad. It's sad to me when parents aren't involved in these big things in their kids' lives. Listen, your, your child, your kids, when they grow up, they buy a house. Maybe you thought, maybe you think they could have got a better deal somewhere else. You know what? Go cheer them on. Let them know, hey, Good stuff. If it's not that great of a house, you know what? Help make it a better place. Help them with the things they're doing. Be their biggest cheerleader. Let them know that, man, I've got an audience with mom and dad. Hey, I'm bouncing in the bounce house right now, and they're waiting to watch me do a somersault. All right, you know, you know, I, and they're and I want to hear that compliment. And you know what? Be paying attention to what your kids are doing when they do something good. Recognize it. It, say something about it. They love it when you do that. And it's going to just motivate them to keep doing more things. And it's going to make them want you in their life. There's so many parents. I don't know why my kids don't want me in their life. I'll tell you why. Because you're constantly giving them all the disapproval. It's because you don't respect their, their authority. You don't encourage them with anything they do. It's in, it is just in us. It is in our nature. It is who we are. We can't get around it. We want to impress our parents. We want to please our parents. So if your children do something good, clap for them. When my kids, when they're little and they come, and you know when Lana, she does her art classes and she brings her art to me, I don't need to go and like, oh, you're no Rembrandt. I'm not going to do that. You know why? Because if I, if I don't do that, if I, or if I do that, guess what? She's not going to keep bringing her art projects to me. And you know what? She might not continue getting better at some of these things. When my daughters are, when you know, when they're taking piano lessons, and they're playing their first song, they're doing chopsticks. You're no Beethoven. I'm not going to say that to them. Wow, you learned that already? Well, oh, again, you've been taking lessons for six months, and you learned chopsticks already. 
And that's not very good. But it's the thing, I'm going I'm to make it like it's good. Man, how did you do that? You know why? Because they're going to hear that and you know what they're going to want to do? Man, I'm going to go learn Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater now. You know, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go learn. You know, one of these, or one of these other songs, songs that little kids learn. They're going to want to go do that. It's going to motivate them to practice. But if I'm not paying attention, if I'm not giving them any kind of audience, then why? You know, I might as well just go play video games. I might as well just go do nothing. I quit. I don't like it. I don't want it. And folks, nothing changes your your kids. Though they're they're going to be too proud. All right. No guy in his twenties is going to go to his dad and say, you know, hey dad, watch this. Alright? I, I don't know like a summer solstice, but when it comes to maybe getting that promotion, when it comes to, you know, buying a house or making a, you know, doing a big thing, no, you know, grown up son goes to his dad and say, hey dad, watch this, but I can, let me tell you this, they all are thinking it. Same thing with your daughters. They're all thinking it. When they accomplish something, when they do something, in their hearts, they're saying, hey, mom and dad, watch this. They're wanting you to watch it. They're wanting you to notice it. They're wanting you to say something. You know what, mom and dad? Say something about it. If they do some other stuff you don't like, you don't have to say anything about that. When they do something you like, say something about it. Let them know. Pay attention. You can, you can have a big impact if you'll do that. And so if you're allowed as parents... If, if, you are allowed as parents of grown-up children to do all these things without being a compromiser. Because once again, let me ask, alright, so your kids don't do everything that you think that they should. Can you please show me in the Bible where God made you their authority their entire life? Can you show me in the Bible where <clears throat> their decisions are your decisions? Listen, I've got too much to try to deal with my own life to manage everyone else's life. I'll do what God has called me to do, and that's raising my children now, training my children now. But when my children grow up, you know what? You know, I'm, I don't have to do those other things anymore. I'm going to do these things. These are the things that would really have an impact, that will really make a difference in their life. And I think a lot of parents are missing a great opportunity to be a great influence in their children's life. Children still need their parents after they're grown and after they're out of the house. And in the U.S., it's pretty common for families to be dysfunctional. And some families, there are many families, and this is, this is a real bad thing in Christian homes too. I, I, think, I almost think it's worse in Christian homes, especially fundamental Baptist homes, than anywhere else because we're always just so hardcore on everything. The ones, once again, we often forget our place after our children grow up. But a lot of Christian homes are, were very functional when the kids were growing up, but then it all falls apart after the kids grow up then they're not very functional anymore. And a lot of times parents end up doing a great deal of damage. They did a good job raising their kids. Man, they got them to 21 just great. But then they destroy them in their 20s and 30s. You know, you know you're not done. Things have just changed. And you've got to recognize that change. And you know, my children will spend a lot more of their lives outside of my home than they will inside my home and you know what? It's my goal to keep them a part of my life until I die. And my job, it's not done when they leave my house, but my job will be different. It will be very different. And I like what Third John 1 4 says I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I think that's the goal of every parent, 
That's what I want to hear. And what I do now, what I do right now is going to make a huge impact. Probably the biggest impact. What I do now, uh, while they're in my home, will make the biggest impact. But it's not done once they leave the house. It is different. And I'm afraid there's many Christian families, they're doing a good job while their kids are growing up, but then when the job changes, they, I just don't think it's being taught what they're supposed to do. And it's crashing and burning. And I don't want that in my family. And I hope you don't want that in yours. And if you've already done some of these things wrong, you know what? It's not too late. Uh, my kids have been out of my house for 20 years. They're still have it. They still want to please mom and dad. They still want to impress mom and dad. Take notice. Say something. Get over your pride. And I believe your family will be better for it. So let's pray. Dear Lord, thank You so much for Your Word. Thank You for the principles that we can find in it and just the examples that we have that we can learn from. I pray You'll help us to uh, boy, take this matter of parenting grown-ups seriously, Lord. Help people to realize their job is not done when their kids are out of the house, but it has changed. I pray that we will uh, follow these things and we will keep our families functional even after our children are grown up. In Your name we pray. Amen. Let's